But faith isn't always that easy, even for people who desperately want it. Some people hunger for spiritual certainty, yet something hinders them from experiencing it. They wish they could taste that kind of freedom, but obstacles block their paths. Objections pester them, doubts mock them. Their hearts want to soar to God. Their intellects keep them securely tied down. They see the television coverage of the crowds who have come forward to pray with Billy Graham, and they shake their heads. If it were only that simple, they sigh to themselves. If only there weren't so many questions. For Charles Templeton, ironically, once Billy Graham's pulpit partner and close friend, questions about God have hardened into bitter opposition toward Christianity. Like Graham, Templeton once spoke powerfully to crowds in vast arenas and called for people to commit themselves to Jesus Christ. Some even predicted Templeton would eventually eclipse Graham as an evangelist. But that was a long time ago. That was before the crippling questions. Today, Templeton's faith, repeatedly punctured by persistent and obstinate doubts, has leaked away. Maybe forever. Maybe from faith to doubt. The year was 1949. 30-year-old Billy Graham was unaware that he was on the brink of being catapulted into worldwide fame and influence. Ironically, as he readied himself for his breakthrough crusade in Los Angeles, he found himself grappling with uncertainty, not over the existence of God or the divinity of Jesus, but over the fundamental issue of whether he could totally trust what his Bible was telling him. In his autobiography, Graham said he felt as if he were being stretched on a rack. Pulling him toward God was Henrietta Mears, the bright and compassionate Christian educator who had a thorough understanding of modern scholarship and an abounding confidence in the reliability of the scriptures. Yanking him the other way was Graham's close companion and preaching colleague, 33-year-old Charles Templeton. According to Templeton, he became a Christian 15 years earlier when he found himself increasingly disgusted with his lifestyle on the sports staff of the Toronto Globe. Fresh from a night out at a sleazy strip joint, feeling shoddy and unclean, he went to his room and knelt by his bed in the darkness. Suddenly, he would recall later, it was as though a black blanket had been draped over me. A, a sense of guilt pervaded my entire mind and body. The only words that would come were, Lord, come down, come down. And then, slowly, a weight began to lift, a weight as heavy as I. It passed through my thighs, my torso, my arms and shoulders, and, and lifted off. An ineffable warmth began to suffuse my body. It seemed that a light had turned on in my chest and that it had cleansed me. I hardly dared breathe, fearing that I might alter or end the moment. And I heard myself whispering softly over and over again, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Later, in bed, I lay quietly at the center of a radiant, overwhelming, all-pervasive happiness. After abandoning journalism for the ministry, Templeton met Graham in 1945 at a Youth for Christ rally. They were roommates and constant companions during an adventurous tour of Europe, 
alternating in the pulpit as they preached at rallies. Templeton founded a church that soon overflowed its 1,200-seat sanctuary. American Magazine said he set a new standard for mass evangelism. His friendship with Graham grew. He's one of the few men I have ever loved in my life, Graham once told a biographer. But soon doubts began gnawing at Templeton. I had gone through a conversion experience as an incredibly green youth, he recalled later. I lacked the intellectual skills and the theological training needed to buttress my beliefs when, as was inevitable, questions and doubts began to plague me. My reason had begun to challenge and sometimes to rebut the central beliefs of the Christian faith. A Triumph of Faith Now, there was the skeptical Templeton, a counterpoint to the faith-filled Henrietta Mears.